I'm planning on having multiple episodes on this topic, addressing mental health and suicidality in a way that works. But I'm going to start off with the help of Teal Swan, a truly brilliant human out there and incredibly brave. I have a video of hers with lots of clips that I really relate to and um, agree with. And I'm going to play those for you guys. And then in future podcast episodes, I'm going to give more of my opinions and about this. And yeah, here you go. I am getting the message right now that it is better to not take the personal risk of talking about suicide in today's world. What does this say about us as a society? This taboo that we're painting around suicidality paints a taboo around people who are suicidal, and that is something that I am unwilling to get on board with. I want to be very clear. I do not want to fight the mainstream mental health community. I don't want to fight mainstream mental health. What I want is integrative mental health. I want integrative medicine in general. This includes people from a clinical background. That being said, I am compelled and driven to represent these individuals. Individuals who struggle with mental health concerns. Individuals who are suicidal and what I think they truly need. Which just might be something that society does not currently recognize. To be crystal clear, I'm against suicide. When you're feeling depressed, when you're feeling panicked, when you're feeling powerless, suicide is not the answer. My ultimate goal is to help people who are feeling suicidal to get back in touch with a feeling that their life is worth living for. This is the ultimate reason why I even did a video addressing the topic of suicide, trying to help people who are currently feeling suicidal. Given that this is a very personal subject for me, meaning this touches me on such a personal level, I cannot convey my level of caring for people who feel suicidal, and I cannot convey my level of passion for helping them actually find a life worth living for, find strategies that helps them to no longer feel suicidal. The standard mainstream approach to mental illness and to suicidality does not work as well as it needs to, and I'm not the only person saying this. This is the reason why every time I hold trainings, I have psychologists and psychiatrists who are flocking to these trainings of mine, trying to learn new approaches for mental illness, trying to learn new approaches to suicidality. Having the extrasensory perception that I have that allows me to understand why thoughts and emotions work the way they do, uniquely qualifies me to be talking about a new approach to dealing with suicidality. And this is what I can tell you. The standard approach does not work. The perspective of somebody who is suicidal is unfathomable to most people. Most people have an intense fear of death, so they approach death as if it's the worst thing that could ever happen. This is not the perspective that people who are suicidal hold. People who are suicidal view death as an escape hatch that gets them out of unfathomable amounts of pain. It's the only relief that they can find to torture. Now, I'm going to argue with you that if you are going to change someone's perspective, you have to get deep enough into it to understand that perspective. And this is what we have to do with people who are suicidal. 
Mainstream mental health professionals would say that we need to get suicidal people to stop focusing on this way that they feel, stop focusing on their perspective about death and suicide, and instead focus on the goodness of life. But this makes people who are suicidal feel worse. Telling them not to think about suicide is like telling a person who's worried not to think about what they're worried about. Telling a suicidal person that if they do commit suicide, they're going to ruin other people's lives. It doesn't actually work to make them feel better. In fact, it makes them feel worse. Because on top of feeling, as bad as they do, bad enough that they're actually considering ending their life, now on top of it, you've just added the pressure of other people's feelings, the responsibility for those feelings of the people in their lives, and the guilt on top of it. There's a push right now for it to only be legal, for licensed professionals that are trained through mainstream education to be speaking about the mind and about emotions. I find this terrifying. I have always been clear about this, and I'll say it again now. I am not a doctor. I am not a licensed therapist. I'm not a psychologist. What I am is a spiritual leader. What I am is a revolutionary in the field of personal development. While I can absolutely appreciate the risk of people who don't know what they're doing, doing things that cause more harm, it terrifies me that we're trying to limit the field to only certain people being legally allowed to talk about certain subjects. It scares me for the following reasons. The first is, there's a huge conflict amongst professionals about whether the brain gives rise to consciousness or whether consciousness itself gives rise to the brain. If consciousness itself gives rise to the brain, then we cannot actually consider mind and emotions to be a purely medical concern. Because if consciousness is beyond the brain, the brain can't be what we're pointing to as the problem when it comes to all mental illness, all thought processes, and all emotions. I grieve every single one of these people who might commit suicide. The reality is, is the impact of suicide is astronomical. That being said, I do have to make a statement about our approach to suicidality. It is my opinion that our attitude towards suicidality and our unwillingness, quite frankly, to explore different approaches to suicidality is reflective more of our own fear of death. I want you to consider for a minute that it is that fear of death that we hold that might just be preventing us from getting as deep as we need to go into the perspective of somebody who is feeling suicidal to figure out what actually works instead of continuing to project onto suicidal people what we think will and should work. I need to make one thing very clear to the general public. It's that people don't want to die. What they want is to stop hurting. It just so happens that their life hurts so much that the only way they feel like they can stop hurting is to die. Now what we need to do is to figure out methods that actually work for individuals who are currently stuck in this mindset, instead of continuing to approach them with methodologies that are intended to help, but instead cause them more pain and do more damage. I would also say that 
our ability to look down on other people, on people who have committed crimes, who are in bouts of emotional outbursts, who are desperate, who are mentally ill, who are unkind, our ability to look down on those people relies on our ability to say that our perspective looking in on them is more valid than any perspective that they have looking out. And that as a quote-unquote good person and an intelligent person that you can see what those people can't see. And I would just say that one of the hardest, hardest things about being mentally ill in some way is that you're considered to be debilitated mentally to the point where you're not considered a fully conscious human anymore. Like your opinion from looking out is no longer um, valid and in comparison to someone who's not considered quote unquote mentally ill. And to lots of you guys, that might seem obvious, the the concept that, oh, it's obvious that this person has a skewed view of reality. It's obvious that this person can't trust their own mind. It's obvious that we shouldn't be um, engaging in any of their thought patterns. But I seriously challenge this concept just on the basis of realizing what a what a diminished perspective this represents like i wish i could outline this a little more straightforwardly and maybe i will later on but um the reason that someone is thinking what they think acting the way they are having the emotional response that they are always comes, is always coming for a reason. And the worst thing that you can do to anyone is um, disown them. And, and that is exactly what we do to people who exhibit unhealthy mental traits or unhealthy behavioral traits. Um, we forget their inherent worth we forget that they are part of our whole and that um, the conditions created within them are conditions that are related to all of us. And it needs to be come the fact that people who have quote-unquote done things wrong or are exhibiting harmful behavior that they need to go through punishment and reform rather than what we need to do is be able to um, give attention to their situation. And this simply cannot be done with the current level of fear, busyness, judgmentality, just the general values that most people carry around with them in society. They do not have the heart capacity or the bandwidth or the understanding to um, 
feel themselves safe enough and in touch with their own um, their own anchor of like truth and love in life that they are able to not just cut people off because there's this ridiculous like flood of things on the internet in my opinion about empaths and narcissists and energy vampires and um, manipulators and um, I'm going to do a particular episode to try to dig into understanding manipulation. But the f- to me, the fact that all of those kind of ideas exist so prevalently right now and that people try to <laughs> like label themselves and each other with these kinds of things, to me is mostly evidence that people have a ridiculously small sort of ba- bandwidth for addressing... Um, people in their lives and and relationships that they yeah that you need labels you need cutoffs you need a bunch of very sort of childish afraid behaviors because we're not mature enough full enough and confident enough that we can actually resolve um lack of congruency or lack of um just healthiness in our relationships. Like the, the degree to which we feel powerless about doing that is huge, I would say right now. And that is what needs to change in order to be able to include these groups of people. And I'm including mentally ill people, obviously as the main focus of these, of these talks, but, in order to include those people as part of us, we need to become so much um, more empowered. What it is to be empowered is to discover what being healthy is for yourself and experiencing that. And I don't mean that in a way of an exclusionary way like the the successful ones are the ones that <laughs> have physical physical perfection in their in their bodies and are beaming sources of happiness. Life is much more um, flowing and beautiful from life to death than that. But what I mean is that your capacity to be able to see others as yourself to the fullest extent, see everyone as a a part of this whole has to do with your own access to a sense of health. And the more empowered you become on that front, the more mature you are and the more that we're going to be able to be whole together. So I can't even start to talk about the importance and the gravity of this topic. And I feel like it gets so, so, so deep into healing our pain as a society and for every individual that experiences this. And 
I'll talk a lot more about it later on, but I'm just going to end this video with repeating something that Teal just said. It is my opinion that our attitude towards suicidality and our unwillingness, quite frankly, to explore different approaches to suicidality is reflective more of our own fear of death. I want you to consider for a minute that it is that fear of death that we hold that might just be preventing us from getting as deep as we need to go into the perspective of someone who is feeling suicidal to, forget, to figure out what actually works instead of continuing to project onto suicidal people what we think will and should work. Most of the time, when the rain start pouring, or how we grind and make the weather change for us. Most of the time, when the rain start pouring, or how we grind and make the weather Most of the time, when the rain start pouring, or how we grind and make the weather change for us. Oh, we never change for So smile for us when you see us drive for us. Nigga, watch us fall. Stop and start, nigga, not at all. I don't care too much for money, but money can buy me.